fall Lay back, it's all been done before And if you could only let it be You would say I like you the way you are When we're driving in your car And you're talking to me one on one But you become somebody else Around everyone else You're watching your back like you can't relax You're trying to be cool You look like a fool to me Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated I see the way you're acting like somebody else Gets me frustrated Life's like this You fall and you crawl and you break And you take what you get And you turn it into Honestly you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it No, no, no That is a uh, this is this is class. This is uh, this is more class. So bringing my next episode of the Just Nobody podcast episode, and I'm excited to bring it to you as always. Hope you all, whoever's listening out there, hope you had a wonderful. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful day, and hope uh, you've been well. Um, you know, since my last episode, because that's important, right? That's really important. You gotta be. Um, more than anything, you know, uh, happiness is everything. You know, if you're happy, if you're well, I mean, uh, that's what you want to do, right? So, um, uh, right, so it is uh, Sunday, this side of the world, pretty a bright, shiny day. And I think it's going to be a nice springy uh, week, the entire next week. Of course, uh, we have entered into spring, which is my favorite season of the year. You know, there's always this, uh, this thing, you know, some some of them feel that they, some of them love fall better than spring. But I don't really, I, I really, like, personally, for me, spring is the best. Even fall, I feel it's really, really cold. Like, I can't handle fall because I just find it too cold, you know, at that time. Um, but uh, spring is my favorite. Of course, uh, you know, I, I love the shift from uh, really cold to something that makes you feel nice, like the sun, which you didn't see, like, for almost four months, is now out, you know, bright and shining. So it is a good day today. Um, anyway, um, uh, that's, there was a lot of news, like, in the last few weeks, uh, last last week i believe you know with this uh with this whole uh with this whole thing about um you know the interview that uh that o- oprah uh, did with markle megan markle and harry what is his last name i don't know what's harry's last name um i don't know what's his last name i just realized i don't know harry's last name hey man what's prince harry's last name or can i call him prince no because i believe uh he's moved out for good uh, for good, uh, that's what I don't know. I don't understand. You know, the problem is I don't understand royalty. I don't know what royal royalty and these kings and queens and uh, princes and prince. I don't understand that, you know, literally. Like, so I just don't know what it's all about. Uh, so uh, I didn't watch the interview, but it was making headlines all over the world, like people in India were covering the stories, people in the United States, of course, because the interview was in the United States, in Britain, of course, the United Kingdom, you know, where there's this palace, and inside the palace, there's a king, and there's, there's a queen, and then there's a, a, a there's a prince, and there's a, a, there's a prince, and ladies, and I don't know, 
like literally there's a palace like uh, the only palace that i know of is uh, you know at some you you'll find a palace like which is uh, which is like you know a story like a fairy tale story that if i'm reading a fairy tale maybe i'll read about you know there's something about a palace and a queen and king but in reality like i have to pinch myself you know to believe that a democratic country like the united kingdom still has a palace and not just an empty palace that was like uh centuries ago and from uh, from 400 years ago in the 17th centuries in the 17th century but it's actually today like in you know, the 2021 there's a palace that is not empty it's a palace that has people with big positions supposedly big positions who really live there so uh maybe it makes sense to all of you listening out there but to me i don't understand royals i don't understand royalty and i don't think i will ever understand it so basically for me i'm royalty free like totally royalty free um like uh i i just find it too orthodox like for instance now um you know i can understand if you have a palace and you have kings and queens in some rural place in some part of the world that doesn't is not a democratic country you know i can understand that okay you know this is an autocratic uh, place with one leader and who orders and the other people like follow okay i can understand if it's happening in some part of the world somewhere or in the universe somewhere but i don't get it that a democ- democratic country like Britain you know which has changed from monarchy to democracy um way back uh you know in uh, the 1918 i believe they they converted i don't know why they're still stuck in the royalty kind of thing is it just show i have no idea i may be wrong absolutely wrong and you can you can you can say whatever you want you know about me i may be wrong uh, i i totally respect people you know i respect people living in the palace i respect everybody there but i don't understand the importance that we give people you know for just being born in a family that was uh, you know in the 17th century in 1688 uh, uh was uh, you know their parents or something was was a king and queen you know you have to earn everything you have you know that's how life has been right we all have to really work hard to get where where we are today or or whatever you know you not just you just don't uh, inherit something and become a queen and king and our you know because of that i respect everybody but hey man you don't get that you don't get to, to go where you are uh, you know that high, that position just because you are uh, you were born in the family now in 1968 in the 17th century the united kingdom went from a monarchy they changed to constitutional monarch monarchy so um uh, which was king controlled by parliament so uh, i don't know whether i'm even pronouncing monarchy correctly believe me i don't know kings queens palaces i don't know royalty i don't know royals i don't know whether i'm pronouncing monarchy correctly or not that's how much i don't understand this kind of uh, rule you know so in 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 17th century 1688 uh you know the britain went from a monarchy to a constitutional monarchy that is king controlled by parliament so there was a parliament but it was still controlled by the king the king uh, then was of course the ruler then in 
then uh, that was said the 17th century in 19th in the 19th century that is around 1832 a few people that is around 400,000 people were allowed to vote so not everybody in britain but only 400,000 uh, people were allowed to vote and they were mostly middle class people and then britain became a full democracy in 1918 which is not really far of course it's uh, it's a century ago but whatever it's not that uh it's not been centuries since britain is uh, has become a democracy so 17th in the 17th century they moved from monarchy to a constitution monarchy that is with the parliament but king controlled in the 19th century in 1832 400,000 people were vote but in 1918 britain became a full democracy and then gave all men and women living there over the age of 21 to vote and that's when britain became a democracy where the, the king queen had nothing to do uh, you know, had no rule. It was the parliament that controlled everything. So then why does it still exist? Why do they have these palaces and kings and queens if, if all that is over, you know? I just don't get that. And that's what my question is all about, you know? That is what I wanted to ask. Like, why? Why? Like, you know, uh, when I don't understand something, I do my research. I did that research and I'm still kind of have the same question. So there's something wrong and I want to know. So until I don't understand, for me, I'm not going to watch the interview that was breaking news because I don't get, get kings and queens. At the same time, uh, it's just bye, sayonara, adios. Acha toham chalate. That's for me for now because royal, I'm royalty free. I don't understand royalty at all. Like I don't think I'll ever understand it. Um, so that's about it, you know, when it comes to... Uh, that part of it but anyways um uh so um so that was breaking news and i was wondering why maybe because i didn't watch it i, d I don't want to watch it maybe and i'll never do it i don't think i'll ever do it uh, right so uh i was actually also wondering about daylight saving time you know and uh, there's so many people out there, it's not savings, it's saving. Yeah, okay, genius, shut up, you know. <laughs> right, so daylight saving time where uh, on the second Sunday of March every year at 2 a.m., the clock moves forward by an hour. And then on the first Sunday of November in the same year at around 2 a.m., the clock returns back to normal. So why are we doing this thing? You know, that's what I don't understand. Of course, there are countries, not every country does it. Like in India, there's nothing called the daylight saving time. But of course, there are 70 countries, seven zero countries around the world that follow the daylight saving thing. And they do it at their particular time where the clock just moves up and down. So uh, so the first question was like, okay, so who is this? Who, for whom do we do this, you know? For whom do we do this daylight savings thing? Like, um, and then uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, maybe it's because of farmers, you know, because the farmers have more time to work uh, uh, because uh, it's bright. And uh, maybe we, because we're doing, uh, it's done because of that. But nope. It's not done because of that. That's the surprising part. Now, um, 
there were some reasons, you know, where they said that uh, they're reducing electricity usage by extending daylight hours, so just saving energy. And they said that uh, Britain and Germany also implemented daylight savings. Their their uh, uh, reasoning was uh, during World War One. You know, they introduced it so that uh, to cut artificial lighting so that troops could conserve fuel for the war. Can you believe war? Like it was, it's a big thing. Like today, of course, if you go on a war, you're like you're shameless, man. You're not, you, you don't war anymore, I think. It should be zero wars now. It's 2021. No one goes on a war. No one invades a country. No one uh, blasts. Uh, missiles or what is that called these air, air, air missiles into another country no one does it in 2021 you know we've gone through enough so britain and germany introduced the daylight savings because uh, that was uh, during the world war uh, one they introduced it so that artificial light uh, artificial lighting was not used and troops then could conserve fuel for the war and that's why that was that was another reason so reducing energy uh, energy con again energy conservation but then there was uh, also news that this idea of daylight savings was actually it originated in new zealand in 1895 by an entomologist if i pronounce it right okay george hudson now the guy of uh, he's a scientist and his main job was studying insects okay so he came up with this bright idea in 1895, that is Mr. George Hudson. He decided that, you know, we should have this daylight savings because he was a scientist who studied insects. That is classification of insects, life cycles of insects, study distribution of insects, study the physiology, their behavior, the ecology, the population dynamics of insects, etc. So, uh, so because he wanted to study these bugs, he had proposed this and he, he wrote two papers, you know, as a researchers, they write papers. But in, uh, so this was during the 1895s time, you know, but in 1927, actually New Zealand listened to this guy, Mr. George Hudson, because he wanted to kind of study insects. And uh, based on that, they introduced, they also awarded him a prize because, you know, of this great idea of daylight savings, like, you know, changing time uh, twice during the year, which is weird, according to me. Um, uh, so, uh, and then they did it. So, New Zealand, Germany, uh, Germany, the United States, uh, United States, and then you have Britain, then you have other 70 countries, they all did it for various reasons. Some some said it was for farmers, so that they could work uh, during, you know, later during the day. Then the second type was electricity conservation. The third type of reason was it was introduced during war, World War One, so that, you know, uh, troops could save on energy and... Uh, and save on energy, you know, and not use artificial lighting. And then, then this this guy from New Zealand, Mr. Not guy, I won't call him guy. I think scientist. Let's call him a scientist. Uh, Mr. George Hudson. He wanted to kind of uh, study insects, and because of that, uh, there was daylight savings. So many reasons, all weird reasons today, you know, with people with people actually working, uh, uh, you know, staying up late so late in the night. Where is the uh, where is the energy conservation today? You know. Who, who really follows that? 
they they all everyone stays awake like farmers don't need it fuck wars basically like wars are not happening so we are not doing any con- con- troops don't we don't need any wars so that's out of question farmers uh, they uh, they don't need that extra sunlight all they need is interest free loans and uh, or cancel their the loans that they own you know that's all that i'm saying um and some of them say that it's good for happiness and health hey man if you kind of give us less sleep by uh, torturing us we go into a jet lag you know for that entire two days so hey man you know it's not giving us good happiness and health and then uh, people say oh conservation of energy daylight saving is because of that air conditioners he, uh, air conditioners and heat heat heating devices etc working late at night everything increasing increases the consumption of energy so where are we saving so all i'm saying is hey man this daylight savings things which happens twice a year is a nonsense we got to stick with one time whatever it is you know whether we stick with the uh, the standard time or we stick with this uh, with this time wherein we uh, you know this day, daylight saving then throughout the year that's that's what we need to do stick with one time you know don't confuse people you know we are not birds that we just kind of will uh, look at sunlight and then you know our moods and our behavior will change that's all i'm saying you know that's all i'm fucking saying Anyways, talking about birds, uh, there were three birds actually. Uh, so many birds out out right now. There were three birds on my uh, on my window uh, at three different times, and every time I went pulled out my camera to uh, kind of take a photograph or do a video. I mean, of that bird, they just flew away. I don't know. They just sense it so quickly. All three of them, different birds. Okay, uh, and. I couldn't I couldn't take a single photograph, you know, a good one. These guys are like crazy. I mean, they're so sensitive. Like if, even if you like I went really slow to you know, pull the camera and uh, but they're just very sensitive. You know, anything moving, fatak. They're out of sight. That's how they are, you know. Um Right. So, um to the end of the road till i can't let go it's a natural you belong to me i belong to you yeah so why am i singing the song it's because we are on the we are um uh on the end of the road when it comes to uh covid-19 at least you know somewhat there because of course it was it was tragic with the number of deaths all over the world covid-19 didn't leave even a single place on planet earth like you know without infecting anybody there so thank goodness we are better off today thanks to all the doctors nurses researchers scientists and all the essential workers you know who helped us get safely through this um i mean we're helping and are still helping us get uh, through this with so many vaccines there are uh that are available all across the world which is which is great and still being developed you know every day which is really good um 
and then you know they're making the vaccines into having two shots like a one shot vaccines are also available people from all over the world have begun, begun already started getting inoculated uh with a vaccine in their country um you know these vaccines have all been tested they've gone through different phases which is great some countries are also uh very close to uh you know attaining herd immunity which is nothing but everyone in the community everyone in uh the city everyone in every town everyone in every nation would ultimately be inoculated and then you just received there is an immunity all over the country and then slowly different nations will happen and then all over the world you know so that's what we want to really reach you know talking about immunity it's like hey man uh you know uh don't uh like having a herd mentality is bad okay having a herd mentality is bad where you just kind of follow the crowd do what others are doing without really thinking creatively but herd immunity is important you know um so that's the difference so we have to get into a herd immunity which is good so some countries of course fully open like some at least there is no more overcrowding in hospitals right now thanks to all these vaccines people have become positively responding to these uh, to the vaccines like uh without major side effects uh, which is very good so these vaccines are really working overall it looks like uh, we are on the end of the road you know of this entire pandemic which is good you know um until of course anything drastically goes wrong like of course there are side effects and there are small things here and there there are the mutants that are that keep coming up you know here and there like you have the brazil uh, mutant or a variant is what what they call it and then you have the uh, the the rush not the russian you have the britain variant and then you have the south african variant you know the variants are continuously happening you know they're going continuously changing with uh, uh with time uh but the good and probably we'll have to take uh, because this this virus the covid-19 virus the scientists are saying that probably because they're changing so effectively they're changing so soon and so quickly like we have three variants in just one year since the virus really came into existence we probably will have to get a shot you know boost shot like once in a year once in six months I have no idea but that's what scientists are saying so they're just exactly like you know uh bugs on our computers like viruses on our computers which keep needing need upgradation or updating you have to keep updating a virus on your computer or you have to put those patches you know antivirus patches uh for these viruses to prevent it from infections because they keep mutating they keep changing um they keep getting hacked so same way with covid-19 you know it's become like a it's become like a bug a computer bug which keeps needs keep it has to keep has to be updated continuously has to be patched continuously you know so probably i don't know uh, whether how far it's going to happen but many scientists are talking about booster uh, booster inoculations or vaccinations which could follow after the main one that we take so whatever it is but the good thing is you know we are on the end of the road and that's something that we need to all celebrate really uh that's some good news but anyways talking about um uh, end of the road you know reminds me uh of this um the song by um boys to men end of the road by boys to men and that's how i really sang that song anyways i want to uh 
like it sounds like this if you haven't heard boys to men end the road here it is okay belong together and you know that I'm right why do you play with my heart why do you play with my mind so this is actually this is actually the end of the road and COVID-19 is singing this song to all of us you know it must be like literally upset that you know we have reached uh, uh, covid 19 must be literally upset that hey man you know these guys have reached the end of the world end of the road and i am going to die now you know so covid 19 is really afraid and then it's singing the song let's go on that we be forever said it would never die you have to die covid how could you love me and leave me and never say goodbye when i can't sleep at night without holding you tight each time i try i just break down and cry pain in my head i would rather be dead It's natural, you belong to me. I belong to you. To the end of the road. End of the road with COVID. Still I can't let go. It's the natural, you belong to me. really love me no i don't love you no covid i don't love you you just don't realize you have never been there before it's only your first time yes it's my first time i don't like you maybe i'll forgive you maybe you try we should be happy together forever you and i know we won't be happy together will you love me again like you love me before this time i want you to love me much more this time instead just come to my bed and baby just don't let me down although we've We don't 
don't belong to each other covid you know this is like literally covid right now i belong to you you belong to me let me not go you know i want to be there we love each other no covid 19 no you got to go bye goodbye sayonara never see you again hope to never ever see you again Spinning around and around, all around the entire, to the end of the road, till I can let go. Oh, that's a nice song by by Boys to Men, but not when COVID nineteen is singing it. Literally. Anyway, so um, so what I was uh, talking about was, um, you know, this um. the attack uh, i'm re- it was like really sad uh, to have uh, you know when i heard about um, my heart goes out to the families of all those eight people all of those eight people who di- who were killed in the shootings in atlanta in the united states atlanta georgia and the united states tragic incident like um but you know those kind of uh, attacks like uh, attack on different minority communities by the majority um speaks a lot about uh, uh speaks about a lot about the leadership you know in the country because uh see you know there is one thing wherein there's a uh, uh, shootings are bad any kind of mass shooting is bad it's no good any kind of violence is bad it's no good but when there's an attack on a particular community a minority community in a particular country in a state in a city then that talks a lot about leadership in that country or in that state or in that city you know uh, it has a trickle down effect on people the way the leadership of a particular country really speaks like for instance when you continuously criticize people uh, from certain african countries and call uh, call the, those african countries shithole Or for instance if a leader keep impo- you know imposes a travel ban on a particular community like a muslim uh, uh, like a muslim ban you know on, on muslims uh, from mo- muslims from uh, a particular country from entering your country uh, by imposing some ban that's again talks a lot about leadership it felt down or for instance calling a virus that is supposed to be which is called covid-19 or the coronavirus and you call it kung flu virus you know when that when leaders of a particular nation does that then it has a trickle down effect you know people are listening your followers are listening they start believing in what you really say and that's what we have been seeing you know so attack on something that is very general any kind of violence is bad but when the violence uh, when there is an attack on a particular minority community it is it calls for uh, you know thinking it calls for us to think about what's happening um say for instance you know uh, there there was a there's a burqa ban there's a, a you they can't have face coverings they can't have a hijab or a muslim face covering in public in france you know such kind of you know when leadership make these decisions or the legislative body makes such a decision for instance in india you know uh, people from neighboring countries in india allowed to uh, apply for citizenship except muslims so if you're a muslim and you kind of uh, and you you are in the neighboring you live in neighboring uh, you know countries uh, around india and you want citizenship of india um, india you don't get it if 
you won't get it if you're a muslim if you're, you belong to other minority groups you're okay but india doesn't give it to muslim so again that's that talks a lot about the leadership in india same thing with myanmar you know uh, uh the government there it imposed um uh, you know uh, the muslims uh, in myanmar were persecuted and driven out of the nation that that happened in 2017 the army cracked down on muslim community again a different minority community uh in myanmar 2017 the leader at that time ong san suu kyi she she did not do anything she was a leader at that time but she didn't do anything to stop the military uh you know from this ethnic cleansing people in myanmar didn't also the people the majority of people in myanmar didn't say anything they just kept silent and now the same leader of course it's a different story uh, uh right now you know these muslims were not even they were excluded from the census they were not they were denied citizenship of myanmar um but of course it's a different story today ong san suu kyi the leader uh was detained by the military in a coup and they have taken control of the country so the military has taken control when you keep giving leeway to allow the military to do whatever they want this is what happens you know i wish the leader at that time ang san suu kyi and the people who are protesting today you know for a release spoke on behalf of these muslim people at that time maybe it would be a different story but they all remain silent so the problem is remaining silent you know you never know when when it's happening when any kind of persecution or some some racism or hate is happening against a minority community and the rest of the people keep silent that's when that is a problem you know because you never know when the same people will attack you and then no one really stands for you or talks on behalf of you and that's what happened in Myanmar that's what's happening in France with the burqa face covering ban against minorities that's what hap- what's happening in India leadership is talking about that the muslim ban kung flu calling a virus a kung flu virus all this leadership you know the way the leadership talks in a particular nation it filters filters down people are listening and then it kind of generates hate you know against a community for instance eight people uh, who died in Atlanta Georgia in the United States they all were Asian women okay they all were Asian women who were target who, who were who were actually targeted and killed so um and then um so many people didn't call it even a mass shooting you know it's it's a mass shooting but a mass shooting is whenever three or more people are shot that is killed or injured the three people could be killed or they could be injured so i don't know why so much you know we there is so much difficulty in accepting the fact that this is a mass shooting so much difficulty in accepting the fact that this is a community targeted uh attack these asian women were targeted so there's so much a problem you know whenever whenever a mass shooting or wherever an attack happens in any part uh any place they have so much difficulty in kind of uh naming the kind of attack you know depending on the attacker uh attacker's uh caricature the way he looks the way he the color of his skin you know his background his community depending on that they make a decision whether to call it a hate crime whether to call it a terrorist attack whether to say that the suspect is mentally ill or just having a bad day you know 
so that that is the problem now these eight women i mean uh, who died like six of them were a asians uh, who died they had their own families you know some of them were uh, were raising a young family uh, independently so those people they just lost their uh, their mother you know in that incident which is really really sad so that's what i'm trying to get to you know it just depends on um uh, it just depends on how the leadership talks we have freedom of speech yeah great freedom freedom of speech is great but you can't shout fire in a crowded theater you can't do that you can't speak do pass legislations against a community that did nothing to you you know if there are one to two people in a community that are bad doesn't mean you just impose a blanket law against the entire community which is really weird you can't talk against a particular community because people are listening and then start behaving that against that community so freedom of speech is great it's democratic but you can't shout fire in a crowded theater that's all that i'm trying to say you can you can't call the coronavirus a kung flu virus that's all that i'm trying to say and that's why freedom of speech has its fucking limitations you know that's all that i'm saying freedom of speech has its own limitations you can't just go around you know talking shit about other people in other in other communities that's all that i'm saying Anyway, I was uh, I just came across the article just now, like just just before, you know, recording this that uh, you know the robot that I keep talking about, the spot robot which is a dog, a four-legged robot which is metal made, weighs 71 pounds, has four legs of course, is remote controlled, has five sets of cameras uh, that is uh, on its body, it's battery operated, movement controlled by joysticks. can crawl walk hop climb stairs walk through mud it uses a computer uh to give it a 3d view of uh, things around uh, around it using cameras and the programs that it is programmed with and this uh, and recently you know as we know i kind of also shared a lot of uh, videos of of this uh, of this uh, of this robot which is a dog shaped robot with four legs uh it can also dance so this is a great robot which was only available like uh you know uh uh it was uh, it was like available to only a few people because they were testing the robot and it's called spot nice name spot a robot dog created by boston dynamics that uh now uh this uh, you know this robot of course people are really afraid of robots they're like hey man we don't want robots because it will take away our job it's very scary but basically you know robots are just uh machines machines that are operated by humans that are programmed to do things that we tell them to do you know so i don't think we need to really be afraid of them because uh spot at least spot this four legged dog robot he does he does work like uh, you know he's like a healthcare uh, he's like uh, does a lot of healthcare work 
where healthcare workers, they send these robots or the dog to patients and do an assessment of these patients, you know, during this COVID-19 times when it is better not to have, uh, you know, not, it's better to have um, an assessment that is done via camera rather than touching your patients. So does it checks pulse, it checks body temperature, it checks oxygen saturation, uh, these uh, spot which is a robot for like a dog. It disinfects services by attaching a UV light um, or other technology to the robot's back. So it disinfects places. It is good at industrial sites. It is good for inspection, monitoring, exploration. So this robot is great. I think it does things that humans can't do or can't get into like dangerous places. Um you know, places that are really dangerous for people to go. Uh, I think it's a great way to have a robot to get it done. And I feel, I find nothing wrong with it, you know, because um, it's just it's just making uh, life easy for humans. Uh, so that's what robots are for. But anyways, what I want to get to is I just came to know that these robots are now available at $74,500. And Boston Dynamics, the creator of this these robots is selling it but of course it's only available for industrial or commercial use you cannot buy it as an individual say for instance i was like a billionaire and i as an individual wanted to buy a robot i couldn't buy the seventy four thousand five hundred dollars worth of robot because as an individual it can be dangerous so it's only used for commercial uses like you know many construction site people or people who are into buildings and uh you know, uh, at different sites, if they wanted to kind of monitor these different sites, construction sites, they could use uh, robots rather than sending people here and there, you know, they could send these, the spot robot, robot there. Now, of course, uh, this is priced at $74,500 and it is available uh, on Boston Dynamics website. So I went to the website, I just checked what, what are the types. They have three types. One is the Explorer. So it's a spot spot robot explorer they have the enterprise and they have the academic versions of these so explorers are basically uh you know to inspect dangerous or inaccessible and remote environments uh, to automate data collection on your sites they carry payloads on unstructured or unknown uh unknown terrain which is very good which is i think worth it you know for people who really want to uh, avoid sending human beings to these dangerous places so how about you know, sending these robots to get uh, uh, to these inaccessible places. Apart from that, you know, there, there's a lot of data recording that has to be done as these construction sites, sure, which is usually done like once in a day uh, by uh, by a person. So how about sending these robots to these construction sites, you know, keeping them and let them monitor it maybe three to four times a day, you know, collect data three to four times a day. Maybe it'll help improve the processes, you know, of construction. Um, and then they have the academic uh, uh, robot, uh, that is the uh, the spot robot, which is which can be used by which can be used by people who are studying, you know, to become uh, engineers or um, who want to study robots. So probably even um, universities or educational institutes institutions can buy the academic version of. Uh, spot dog robot which is great i think it's uh you know you can really learn only thing the shortcomings of uh this uh spot the dog robot is 
it cannot handle handle slippery surfaces it cannot uh handle holes cliffs it gets confused if you put a mirror in front of it you know if there's a mirror it uh it just gets confused it does not uh you know it can just find that as an obstacle and just kind of uh, get confused it gets confused into uh, uh you know moving objects that's another disadvantage shortcomings of spot which is uh, like pets or children vehicles and that's why i believe it's not used in homes it's not uh, you know people can't uh, people can't have it at home so it's only used for commercial uh, purposes and that's what i really understand but i love i love this guy uh, he's a good dancer the robot i mean he's a good dancer and um, i think i would love to meet spot if i can't have one like you know if uh, boston dynamics is going to have a, like a like a visit like you know someone where just like you know uh, meet and greet the robot especially spot the dog robot i would love to meet spot like that's something that i would really um want to do i wish whether you know they would give us an opportunity i hope they would basically um so uh so that's what i was thinking you know i mean uh, I-, i love the guy we should not be afraid of uh, these robots uh because they're basically the basically uh things or instruments that uh uh that are programmed by human beings you know so why be afraid of something that is uh making a life easy much much easier uh much much easy and then you know there's no uh there's no hassle it's just um, not going to take away our jobs because they're programmed to do things that humans can't get into like going to mars you need a robot to go to mars you can't send human beings there so the robots are very useful and i hope you know i wish human beings were not so afraid of it um anyways that's all that i had for this week guys uh that's all that i had um uh i just wanted to say that if you want to write me write to me at just a nobody podcast at gmail.com that's my email address you can also uh, you know anything that you want to say maybe feedback maybe comment uh maybe ask me a question you want to be a part uh, on my podcast you want to talk about some topic uh be my guest whatever you want you know do that uh, just a nobody podcast at gmail.com that's my email address and uh right so um i'll just play uh the song before we really go um uh, and then um that's a take very good care of yourself guys that's so important you know because we are on the end of the road till i can't let go just end the road man it's the end of the road actually end of the road uh when it comes to covid-19 you know we're very close to just closing it off maybe very soon uh uh get vaccinated if you're very close to uh if you happen to be eligible to get vaccinated go ahead get it wear a mask i believe even after getting vaccinated for a few months i don't know whether a year but that's how we're going to remain safe you know that's what i think it is but anyways uh this is a uh, boyster man in the original and then i'll be on the other side of the song
that's all that I have for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, baby. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>